podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Tis that time of the season when the ghouls and goblins prowl. Witches ride their broomsticks and bonehead wildcats howl. So scrape your claws together and make some chilling noise. For your haunted wildcatters, those spooky Bosco boys. The boys are back, and it is time for another Spotify Green Room live show. We are sponsored not just tonight, but every night by Spotify Green Room. It is a live audio only platform to talk to fans like us, other content creators, journalists, insiders, and much, much more. For all you soccer fans out there, the Men in Blazers, the best soccer podcast in the world, they go live here. So you can come on and chat live with the two greatest podcasts in the world, Bosco's Boys and Men in Blazers. Guys, it wasn't a fun game versus Oklahoma State, but we're going to have some fun tonight, as we always do. We got a ton to talk about. We're going to put a bow on the disaster that was the Oklahoma State game. We're going to try to have some fun talking about the upcoming game on Saturday versus Oklahoma. And, hey, you never know what might happen. Um, You never know who might pop in either. Um, It's going to be a fun time. I'm going to try to avoid having my uh, pup uh, squeaking his squeaking toys. It's going to be a fun time, as always, tonight. Um, I'm going to filibuster a bit. I just tweeted out the links. Hopefully, we get another good big group in here tonight. It's going to be a fun time. Before we get to talking football, Taj Manning, the latest and newest commitment to the basketball team. That's fun to see. Basketball also kicks off their season. They start practice on Thursday. Um, Before you know it, we're going to be pulling double duty and all basketball season long We will be going live doing quick take, hot take shows right here on Spotify Greenroom. So if you think we're having fun uh, talking about football games, just wait until we can instantly react to all the basketball games, all the midweek games right here. Um, uh, We'll uh, we'll keep going along. And so, okay, so here is a uh, here's a little. wrinkle to things i cannot see the stage at all tonight it looks like um to get folks to request to get folks up on stage i need you guys to hit the request button i think i accepted haze i'm not sure i got aaron up here so it's going to be a little wrinkle to uh the show tonight so everyone's going to have to make sure they uh request to come up on stage and uh, I will I will let you up. So that's going to be a, a wrinkle to tonight. Uh, I got Aaron up on the stage again. Uh, I'm going to say, I think I saw Hayes' request. Um, if I need to start restart this and see if that uh, will solve things, uh, let me know. Um, I can do that if I need to. I just accepted a handful of folks. So 
Um, it's We're going to just have to have everyone just keep requesting, and I'll get you up there. I think I saw Joel. You tried to get up there. I tried to accept your request. I think I just got Chef. Um, just keep requesting. If I didn't, if you, if I didn't get up, get you up here, just request to come on and, uh, I'll do my best to keep trying to get you guys on. I can restart if I need to, uh, if it's going to be one of those wacky wild nights trying to figure everything out on Spotify green room. Um, we'll just get an intro question going as I try to, uh, try to see if I can figure out all the requests again, if you're listening requests and I will get you on. Um, Chef, I see you. Uh, Joel, are you? Oh man, this is this is not not going great. I see Chef up there. I know Aaron's up there. I know Mike. Folks, just keep requesting, and I'll try to get you up there, uh, and we'll 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 have a good time. We'll start with Aaron. We're gonna have like a bit of an intro question since we're having a little bit of technical difficulties before we hop into it. Um, we are fully in 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 uh, trenched in fall. My first question is going to be to you, Aaron. Are you a candle guy? If so, what's your favorite fall scent? Yeah, not not much of a candle guy. My uh, my wife is for sure. Uh, she not, likes nice uh, vanilla bean, a warm vanilla bean. But I am not a candle. Okay, uh, first uh, shout out to Joel. Uh, he doing the uh, refresh. I saw it in the chat, and that fixed just about everything. So. Shout out to to Joel, who now is officially uh, in the running for uh, <laughs> for MVP of the night. So shout out to Joel. Okay, so so we're figuring things out. We just have to keep re- refreshing. So things are going to go go good. Uh, so shout out to Joel. All right, we're going to go to Mike. Mike, are you a candle guy? And do you? All right, what's your favorite fall scent? Uh, you know, I'll burn a candle every now and again. Uh, so you know, probably like a maple. Uh, I'd like to see someone get a pumpkin beer candle scent out there. I have a spiced uh, pumpkin uh, candle, so uh, I- I'm burning that right now. That's kind of what brought me uh, to uh, ask the question. We'll go to Chef. Chef, are you a candle guy? If so, what's Absolutely, your favorite Absolutely, I'm a, I'm a candle guy. I mean, fall scents, they're kind of overrated. I mean, it's all oh, year-round scents for me. I like a... Fresh laundry, that's always nice. Linen, um, lavender, that's nice. Uh, but fall, I guess you gotta go with pumpkin spice if you're gonna get generic. All right. Well, I think I think there are a lot of great fall scents. Apple orchard, all sorts of good ones. Cranberry cider, all sorts of great uh, or fall candles. Go to Joel. Joel, are you first off? You are the IT guy at Spotify. Uh, Thank you for fixing everything. Then, are you a candle guy? If so, what's your favorite fall scent? Yeah, I'm a big candle guy. I don't know. I'm kind of with Andre. I'm not super big in fall scents. I'm a big fresh linen guy. I'm actually burning, uh, I think it's called like Mystic Woods or something right now from Bed Bath & Beyond. It's pretty fire. Nice. I like it. All right. Hayes, are you a candle guy? If so, fall scents. If you're like some of these weirdos and don't like fall scents, just what's a good scent for you? I am a little bit of a candle guy. I, not a big fall scent guy, but I like the lavender. It's burning. All right, there you go, Mitch. Mitch, are you a candle guy? If so, and I'll just take it away from fall scents because I, I seem to be out on an island a bit. What's what's a good uh, good scent that you like to burn? Uh, no, I'm a more of an incense guy. I don't know why, but uh, I'm burning some Nag Champa right now. I don't know what kind of scent that is, but. 
Well, there you go. Uh, we'll go to Jeremy. Jeremy, are you a, f- a candle guy? If so, what, what, what sense? Definitely. The wife hooks us up with the Bath and Body Works candles. We're burning leaves tonight. False sensor, way to go. Hey, thank you, Jeremy. That's what I like to hear. I got you. Thank you. Chris, Chris, are you a uh, candle guy? If so, give me some sense. Yes, fall leaves all the way. Um, I'm, I, I, I want to say I'm myself I'm a uh, candle guy, but my wife gets the fall leaves, and it's elite candle. Um, I love it. It gets me into the fall mood, and it for some reason, it just it, it reminds me of college football in a weird way, but I love it. That sounds awesome. I, I need to get some. I, I got, like I said, I have apple orchard. I got cranberry cider. I got pumpkin going right now. Sounds like I need to get, uh, need to get some leaves. Um, okay. So I'm, I keep refreshing. I've lost some folks. Cole, are you on the stage or not? Um, and then I think I saw Zach. Zach, were you on stage? If so, we'll go Cole and Zach. Are you a candle guy? If so, give me any sense that you like. Cole, Cole or Zach? Uh, uh, final call for Cole or Zach? And we're just, uh, okay, well, Cole, I see you on the stage now. I also see Zach. I don't know. It's going to be a wacky night, folks, so just bear with us. Uh, we'll, I, I see Cole and Zach. We'll, we'll come to you guys here in a bit. So it's going to be a wacky night. Again, I love Spotify Green Room, but, yes, sometimes you, you deal with this. But, hey, that's the price you pay for having fun with the boneheads. So let's just jump into it. Uh, we're we're going to put a, uh, we're going to put that Oklahoma state game in the coffin, but before we do, we're going to get everyone's kind of final take from that game. We're going to start with my guy, Aaron, Aaron, give me your final take on the case at Oklahoma state game. Yeah. In, in a word disappointed. So, so to see the defense come out with not a lot of energy, you know, I know we had a couple injuries, but it just very disappointing to see our defense come out like that. Really thought we could lean on them in a game, um, you know, on the road uh, in a tough environment, but just just a little bit disappointed in the defense after that. Yep, it, it, especially you know that first half, you just couldn't stop them. Even the first quarter, it, it, I personally got demoralized pretty quick. We'll go to Mike. Mike, you brought all that zeal last week, and the team did not pay you back. Um, how are you feeling after that? How, how do, you, do you feel betrayed almost? with all the energy you brought and it just was not returned by the team. Yeah. Uh, definitely let, let down quite a bit. You know, I, I definitely thought Oklahoma state were a bunch of imposters. Um, you know what? I'm still going to stand by that. Uh, I do want to apologize to the, uh, boneheads, you know, just, I, I think, you know, maybe I went a little over the top, who knows? Uh, I, I had a little more faith in the cats um, I'm still, you know, encouraged by the second half shutout, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a little let down. Well, at least you didn't end up on their social media like our friends over at the Mizzou podcast in the sports drink media empire. They ended up getting dunked on by the Boston College football Twitter account pretty hard. Um, we'll go to the good chef. Good chef, put this game in a casket for us. Uh, what, what's your fi- fi- uh, final take on the K-State Oklahoma well, State ga- game? Uh, it was it was really tough. I I sat back and was drinking some uh, twisted teas and was getting a little bit emotional at the beginning. It was it was kind of sad, you know. We, a lot of people got their their true faces were shown, you know, like Julius Brent's not that good. It it was kind of tough to watch. Um, 
I mean, and Mike, you don't owe anybody an apology. They, the imposters might have been us, and I'm kind of sad about it. But, you know, that's the reality you face when you spot somebody basically 31 points and you got to scrap back to get it with no playmakers. Um, yeah, so that second half was, I mean, so many opportunities. Down 10, right there. I mean, we were right there. Deuce scores a touchdown, we were right there. We just had to finish it. If Sky's back this week, we're all good. But if not, the magic is gone. It's gone. Yeah, it, it definitely is uh, fleeting. Uh, I'm not willing to say the magic is completely gone, but it is fleeting. You are having to grasp for some magic right now. We'll go to Joel. Joel, also feel free to uh, you know give a scouting report and tell – Tell your boy, uh, Cole, to get a little bit better. Also say again to anyone who uh, is coming in late, having some weird issues a little bit, if you want to get up on stage, make sure to get a request in uh, because I'm not always able to see folks off stage. So just get a request in if you want to talk. But, Joel, uh, give me your final uh, final take on that game. Yeah, I got, like, one word in <clears> – <throat> excuse me, that word is soft. Um, O-line play, soft. Quarterback play made me soft. Play calling, soft. Tackling, soft. We we looked like a bunch of third-grade girls out. Yeah, I, I, I don't think uh, you're wrong. I, I, I don't know if I, I would go with soft, but they, they definitely did not have the juice. They really needed to play with some more uh, passion, with some more heat. And uh, it, it was sad to see because, especially on defense, they had shown that all game or all season so far. And uh, that just didn't look like the defense I recognized from the first three weeks of the Joel, season. Joel, I felt I want- that. I felt that quarterback play made me soft line. That one, that one hit home. I felt softer than soft after that quarterback play. It, it was, it was a, it was a good line. Uh, we we might need to get in touch with our friends Blue Chew to help everyone out after uh, that performance, especially on offense. We'll go to Hayes. Hayes, give me your final take. Oh, man, we just got out-schemed the entire first half. I don't even think players were doing anything wrong. They were just in the bad, in the wrong spot the entire time. They were a step ahead of us every play. Every read they made was correct, and we were never there. Um, that was just a depressing game all around, and I hate Stillwater. I actually made the trip down there. Um, yeah, I, I went there, and I, I – I'm not going to say it's my last trip to Stillwater because that would just be a lie, but I'm not going to go to the next one. And if we win when I'm not there, that'll be the only two wins in the last five trips have been the ones where I haven't gone. So maybe, maybe I'm the bad luck. Yeah, I was, I was on the verge of getting my pocketbook out and traveling down to Bedlam, but that is not happening. Ooh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm I Stillwater is is not a not a fun play. Although I'm not gonna lie, I I had fun pregame. Uh, I I had, ha, hung out at a Louis bar, watched some uh, football, and then took the shuttle in. It actually is quite convenient. Uh, but again, it, it it was not a fun time. We'll go to Mitch. Mitch, give me your final take on this uh, disaster of a game. Well, I wish Malik uh, just kneeled it in the end zone because uh, there wouldn't have been that fumble. And I really just want Skyler back because if we have him, I mean, we're probably going to win that game uh, or at least make it a one-score game. I, I definitely agree with you. I, I understand why Malik did it. it right the last time he uh, took it out, he took it to the house. It was a heat check, but it sure did uh, 
become a costly mistake. We'll go to Jeremy. Jeremy, any final take on the KC Oklahoma State game? Yeah, I think I was kind of expected for me. I just don't think we walk down there with second, third string quarterback and, and come away with a win. Kind of a bummer on my part, but I wasn't feeling the, the juice going into that game. Yeah, especially by the end with a third string quarterback. I don't know how many I don't know how many teams in America can get a win in Stillwater with a third string quarterback. We'll go to Chris. Chris, give me your final take on that game. Yeah, it was rough. I was definitely um thinking we were going to perform better than we did. I was making a lot of bold predictions last week. Um, so it was disappointing to say the least. Um, on the flip side, though, as for as bad of a performance and as bad as they played last week and only to lose by 11, um, like that, I guess that's a little hope for optimism, even though I think Oklahoma State kind of took their foot off the gas and kind of played it safe in the second half. But uh, the defense played a little bit better in the second half. But only to lose by 11 – against a team that when we're healthy and I don't want to use injuries as a, an excuse because fo- injuries are always going to be a part of football, but that, that Oklahoma state was not better than us. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that. And I'll go that the whole entire season. I don't think Oklahoma state's a better football team. I think they got, um, they kind of got the bet. They just played us on a good night where we weren't executing, made mistakes and kind of beat ourselves. Um, I think they're better than what they had showed in the previous three games. Uh, and they did come out with a – I thought they had a brilliant offensive game plan. I think Gundy dialed it up, and, and he schemed us a little bit too, and uh, we kind of laid an egg on defense, and um, I think their defense played solid. So that was disappointing, but um, hopefully we bounce back this week. I mean, they, they got to. Otherwise, if they play like they did against Oklahoma State, OU will whoop up. Yes, I, I definitely kind of have that fear going into the game as well. Um, all right, Cole, Cole, it's your time to redeem yourself. Uh, let's hear it, and then give me your final takes, and then if you want to get your candle uh, you know, recommendations in there, you're free to do that as well. Oh, no, Cole, is it me or you? Uh-oh. Can someone else talk just to verify it's Cole, not me? Hi, guys. Thank you, Chef. All right, Cole. Sorry, bud. You're going to have to put yourself on mute or I'm going to have to take you off stage. Not a good night for multi-MVP Cole. We'll go to Zach. Zach, are you in the house if you want to give a candle take or just give me your final uh, final uh, you know, eulogy on the Oklahoma State game? You're free to do that as well. Um, can you hear me? Yes. You're you're doing good. You were you redeemed yourself. Cole did not. Perfect. Um, I everybody's kind of touched base on what I feel. I'm just pretty embarrassed. Not necessarily because I think Oklahoma State sucks, which I kind of was going off about that on Twitter. Um, but I, I just because of how out schemed we were by this like Oklahoma State staff, which I think is very mediocre. I just I'm pretty embarrassed by that. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, that that wasn't great. Uh, so the next question we're going to do, we typically get into what we're uh, confident in, but the big topic really is quarterback play, and it's really going to be a simple yes or no question. Uh, Skylar Thompson was going through full uh, pregame warmups uh, before pads came on. He did not suit up for the game, but he was looking good in the shorts and t-shirt p- part of it. Uh, lots of folks were saying, hey, the Oklahoma game is going to be when 
he's targeting to come back. Uh, Chris Kleiman straight up said in uh, in his press conference that he didn't think Skyler will play. So we want to know your prediction. Does Skyler Thompson play? Was Kleiman being honest or was he doing coach speak? We're going to start with Aaron. Aaron, put it out there. Get on the record. Does Skyler play on Saturday? I think he does, but I think he does not take the first snap of the game. I think he comes in second half, maybe in the second quarter. So I think he does play, but he does not take the first. Interesting. We'll go out to Cali Mike. I'd say yes, if we still have a shot to win in the second. Interesting. Interesting. All right, Chef. I think he starts the entire game, um, but I think, we will get Will Howard packages for run run play. All right, all right, Joel, where are you at? What's your prediction? Yeah, I don't think we have a choice. I, I think he has to start, but I like what Chef said about uh, kind of the belldozer package for the baby Klein package. I love it. Hayes. I had a source tell me that it was either last week or this week he was coming back, and that was a couple weeks ago. But I'm going to link that with your talk about in the podcast today and say he's going to start. All right. We got we got some sources. I love it. I love it. Mitch, where are you at? Uh, yeah, I think he's going to play. That was just. It's funny. I've had a lot of folks uh, in the Oklahoma podcasting world sliding into my DMs asking me what I really thought. So it, it is interesting that this is really permeating. Uh, the o- Oklahoma sports talk world as well. Jeremy, what's your what's your prediction there? Yeah, hundred percent. Coach B from Climbing, he's playing. All right, playing or starting? I, I want to get you on the record, specifically uh, mm-hmm. you. I, I, I it's because it's I hold you in high regard. I think the comment around some of the running packages for Will makes sense, but he him being in doubt as well, there's another wrench into it. So, I mean, you saw the tweet about fourth stringer max something and then rubley as well so getting ready for emergency duty i think all of that's coach speak i think skylar's starting yeah i i uh Kleiman did say that he was hoping to get will back as a full go in practice by thursday so it is interesting that we're, we're dealing with all this and hell will probably isn't uh full practicing what would be funny though and this is my hypothesis again i don't have the sources like uh, like Hayes does. I I think it would be funny, though, if Skyler was full going practice and it actually was Lewis and uh, Will Howard who are not full go in practice because both of them had uh, some nagging injuries coming out of the Oklahoma State game. So no sources there, just maybe a hunch, maybe a, uh, I don't know, permeation. I don't know how to phrase it, but I think, I think that uh, maybe that just might be happening. So we'll go to Chris. Chris. Uh, what's your prediction on quarterback? Um, I think he's going to start. I think if he has, if there's any chance of him playing or if he's cleared and he's good to go, I almost think you have to play him. Um, I just, yeah, if he's, if he, if he's able to go and he wants to go and he's cleared, start it. Okay. And then here's my weekly question with you, uh, Chris. Uh, if he is going, uh, who is the better quarterback on Saturday in their current state? Spencer, I'm always rattled Rattler or Skyler, the Sooner Slayer Thompson, who is coming off of injury and some rust. 
Oh, th- this is tough. In their current state heading into the game. So if you, if Skyler is playing in his current state against Spencer Rattler. Oh, in, Sp- in Spencer Rattler's current state, because, again, he is not off yeah. to a hot start. Well, Aaron knows how my disdain for Spencer Rattler. I am not a Spencer Rattler fan, but – what I do worry is we'll be the team that he goes off on and we make and we make him look good, kind of like we did against Oklahoma State. Spencer Sanders was struggling, and then we made him look great. Um, I don't know. I think I'd go with Rattler, and it kills me to say that. I, but I think Skyler's a gamer. If he's playing, we don't know. We don't know if Skyler's going to play and. I think if he does play, he's a gamer and he'll he'll gut it out because he by God he's a man <laughs> he's he's a six year uh, he'll find a way if he's able to go which I hope I'm gonna be I'll be honestly be devastated if he can't play I'll be let down before they even starts and someone's gonna have to pump me up if Skyler's not playing. Yeah, I'll be honest. When I when I get into the stadium, the first thing I'm gonna do is try to find number seven down the field, and if I don't see him warming up. I'm going to be I'm going to be worried. Um, we'll go to Zach. Zach, what's your prediction? Um, starts, no doubt about it. I don't have any doubt in my mind. No doubt. This is the energy I'm looking for, Zach. That's what I like to see. All right, we got Big House Greg. I don't know if we've had Big House Greg in the Spotify green room before up on stage. So, Greg, give me your take. Is Skyler starting? Uh, so. <sighs> We, my brother is a classmate with one of the football players and he can neither confirm or deny if he's starting, which kind of makes me think that they're playing it really, really close to the chest and uh, they're trying to keep it a secret Um, coming out of the tunnel. I think it's very interesting because this source has been very reliable in the past and he hasn't said a word to my brother about it and that kind of makes me think you know that uh climbing is you know smoking mirrors right now and you got to think that if he is playing against oklahoma that he's been taking at least 50 percent of the snaps in practice because frankly uh i don't i don't know if he starts scott but i like to think he plays this week all right perfect and then also Greg is our official uh, baseball insider. I'm not going to say why he's our baseball insider, but just let let the boneheads know how's the uh, baseball team been looking during their fall practices. Um, so fall practice has been really, really good. Um, we have two transfers from Oklahoma State, one from Arkansas, um, and about – so we only have six returning players because of the massive turnover last year. And um, about twenty new start, like twenty new people in the program. So it's uh, it's been quite the learning experience for all the new guys. But I really like what I've seen out of the transfers, and we have a pretty hot looking uh, prospect at pitcher that will be pretty good. So I'm excited. Well, perfect. Thank you for popping that info in there as well. All right, let's get back on schedule. I'm going to ask folks what they're most confident in coming into the game. Uh, last week, there was a lot of love for the secondary and defense. I have a feeling it's not going to be quite as uh, bullish on that group this week. But, hey, who knows? I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. We'll start with Aaron. Aaron, what are you most confident in? 
Yeah, I got to go with the uh, special teams. So I think uh, we got back on track with the return game. The kicking game has been strong. I know it's not a, a fun thing to talk about, but we're going to need it, right? We have to win the special teams edge. I'm definitely confident in that going into second. Love it. Tally Mike. Uh, I'm going to go against what you said, and I'm going to say my confidence is in the defense. Um, I think first half last week is a rude wake-up call. Um, they're going to get their asses in shape and put the pedal to the metal against Oklahoma. I think for what it's worth, people a lot smarter than me say that we match up actually a little bit better with what Oklahoma tries to do versus Oklahoma State. Again, I don't, I'm not going to pretend I'm smart enough to be able to say that's true or not, but people smarter than me are saying that, so hopefully that's the case. We'll go to the good chef. I got us at the D line position feeling a little bit stronger because they played they played pretty freaking good last week. Um, the DBs let me down completely, so I can't pick them. Not not after that. Um, but I think Horn he didn't get a lot of a ton of snaps last week. It didn't seem like, but I think I think we're gonna be able to show up. And their run game is nowhere near as strong as Oklahoma State, so I think we'll be able to get some pressure on Rattler and contain their run. Yep, I, I, I'm hoping that's the case. We'll go to Joel. Joel, tell me what you're confident, man. Um, well, I'm a bit of a pessimist guy, but so I'll say the one thing I'm confident in about Saturday is that the beer will be flowing and the stadium will be rocking. That's probably all I can I do hope so. I mean, I, I, I hope that we the team gives the crowd reason to be hyped from start to finish. Um, because if they do, I mean, things are going well, and I think that this could be one of those uh, super loud nights in the modern era of K-State football. There's going to be a ton of hate. There's going to be a lot of animosity. I think the recipe is there for it to be a really fun atmosphere. We'll go to Hayes. Yeah, my uh, – I'm going to go with something with the other team, sort of, and the Rattler is going to be rattled. Um, I right, just like you guys were just saying, I think the crowd's going to be nuts. Look for me with a hard hat on in the front row. Uh, we are just going to be giving it to him the entire game, and he's not going to know what hit him. Yeah, I I can't tell you how fun it would be if we're up big late and a sarcastic SEC chant comes out. You know, Big Twelve football chant comes out. I that would just warm my uh, old calloused heart. Um, we'll go to Mitch. Mitch. Uh, let me know what you're confident in. Uh, the atmosphere and uh, probably going to be a low-scoring game, hopefully. Um, I'd like for it to be like 48-23 or whatever like it was in 2019, but I don't know. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be kind of rough. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be played in the 20s, low 30s, um, but we'll see. Jeremy, tell me what you're uh, confident in. <clears throat> Deuce Vaughn, specifically in the passing game. Maybe I'm just having flashbacks to him torching OU last year, but I think if anything, we can scheme up some good some good plays for him out of the backfield. Yep, and uh, shout out to KCU underscore fan. He he does a lot of uh, gift breakdowns of the offensive schemes that we had, and I think he had some of them on Twitter. He had some of them over on K State online. There were a couple plays where. Deuce was schemed up uh, open in the middle of the field. And for uh, whatever reason, whether it be pressure, whether the quarterback just missed them, I think that there were all, uh, some big plays through the air for Deuce that were missed. And then, hey, we saw it. 
I mean, it, it took it was a broken play, but if you get that guy the ball and if he has some space, special things can happen. So I, I like where your head's at, Jeremy. We'll go to Chris. Oh no, go ahead, Chef. What were you going to say? I was just going to go on that. I mean, Jeremy made a great point about getting Deuce involved in the passing game. I mean, and you bring up KSU fans' uh, gifts. I mean we all saw the wheel route that he ran that was completely wide open. I mean, we were scheming and we were only down 10. I mean, the schemes were there. And if we can do that again with a health, uh, Skylar Thompson, he's not missing that. No, I, I, I hope you're correct. And I hope that's what we're going to see. We'll go to uh, Chris. Chris, what, what are you confident in? All right. My, this might sound kind of lame, um, but I'm confident in the team spirit. Um, Sounded pretty optimistic on your show when you're kind of um, quoting Chris Kleiman's press conference and he thinks that the team's so far in good spirits and they're building up the culture. So I think, I think uh, the mood on the team, they're not disheartened. Uh, I think, and I don't, I don't think they're going to be afraid of OU because um, heck we've beat them the last two years. I think they're going to be pumped and juiced for this game. So I think uh, the spirit of the team and, uh, the guys looking forward to this game at home. I think they're going to be. Uh, I think they'll be ready for it. So I, I think uh, it's not going to be like they're intimidated by them or anything. I think they're going to be ready. I actually, I, I think that is a good thing to call out. And again, Chris Kleiman was in high spirits. He said good things about how practice had started off that week. And granted, his press conferences are on Tuesday, so it's just one weightlifting session and one practice that's only in shells. But he was very critical of the team at different points last year about their morale and um, just kind of the atmosphere and the leadership and the buy-in and the culture around the team. So he hasn't been afraid to call that out when he sees the issue. So I I think him specifically saying uh, that things are good really does mean something. So I don't don't think that's a cop-out or lame or anything. So uh, we'll go to Zach. Zach, what are you confident in? Oh, sorry. Um, I think I'm pretty confident in Rattler kind of shit in the bed. Um, I really think he's not going to handle his first ever road environment well. I think he throws at and, least one or two picks. And here's the thing. The, the kid, uh, and I think he's like 19 or 20, he also had to listen to his home fans boo him and chant for his backup last week. So, I think the guy, if you get in his head early, I think there's a chance he melts down. Now, if he melts down hard enough and they bring in the backup and then he goes on to beat us, I mean, that's going to suck. But, you know, I I do think, and again, it's it's probably not fair to overly criticize someone who was on a, like, based on what you saw on a reality TV show when they were 17, 18. But the, the kid has shown, and there's stuff out there in the public showing that, when, when things get tough, he sometimes has a tough time dealing with that. So, you know, the students get on him. Uh, don't don't do anything like bad. Don't do slurs or do stuff, but boo him. Tell him he sucks. You know, say that he looks stupid on his Netflix show. You know, don't don't go too crazy. But you know, if you get in his head and if things start to go around, he might crumble. So, I don't think that's a bad thing to be confident. Uh, Greg, what are you confident in? Uh, I like to think after last week, the defense will bounce back. Um, I also like to think that Daniel Green is going to keep his head up whenever he goes to tackle. Um, but that's just me. Um, I also think that, uh, like Zach was saying, 
Spencer Rattler, and like you said, uh, was pretty much booed out of Norman last week, and that has to be absolutely brutal. Um, but I like to think that the crowd will be um, there the entire game. You know, it sucks that we're not selling beer in the stadium, so everybody has to leave. But um, I just – I truly think that – uh, if the defense comes out and can get a pick early or something like that, or, you know, force fumble, then the crowd will not let up. the. Yep. All right. Uh, so now let's go with what we're nervous for. I think there's probably plenty to be nervous for. We'll go back with Aaron. Aaron, what are you uh, nervous for going into this game? Yeah, it's got to be offensive game plan. Courtney Messingham has got to get some creativity, some different formations. Um, I just I want to see more variety out of the offense and keep them on their toes. I think we've shown that at certain points throughout the year. It's just got to be more consistent throughout the game from the offensive court. Yep, I I, I think uh, maybe he needs to script out like the entire game. Again, I, I that's that's very. Uh, you know, galaxy brain of me, I, I get it. Uh, that's obviously not something you're going to do. There's a lot of nuance into play calling. But, man, he is so good in that first drive and sometimes that second drive uh, on offense. That, that's like, okay, he has the capability, but he, he once the bullets start flying a little bit, uh, he lives. He sometimes gets in a funk. So um, I, I get being nervous there. We'll go with Callie Mike. Callie, uh, where, Callie Mike, where are you uh, a little nervous? Uh, I'm most nervous that the tape from the Oklahoma State game gives a roadmap for every other Big 12 team to make us one-dimensional and try to force us to pass it, uh, which we obviously cannot do at this point without Skyler. Um, so that's my biggest concern, that they just they see exactly how Oklahoma State did that to us. Uh, they just they make deuce uh, basically not a factor in the run game and – uh, destroy us on the line. Yeah, and you, you got to wonder that if Malik Knowles comes down with one or two of those 50-50 balls he gets early in the game, if Oklahoma State is still uh, trying to put, you know, 10 in the box. So hit that big play early, and maybe that can be alleviated. But uh, I, I think anyone would be stupid not to be a little bit nervous about that. We'll go to Chef. Yeah, I'm most nervous about I mean, we've got the season-long injuries. I mean, we're going to miss Khalid. We're going to miss a lot of those guys that we're, we got hurt for the year. But the little dings, I mean, they're chipping away at this team. And it's it's scary to think, like, the depth that tied in. Not that good once you have no playmaker there at, in Daniel. And linebacker, Daniel Green gets out for another targeting Nick Allen played good, but, I mean, just the depth behind him is not that good. I think the little injuries, I mean, are just slowly creeping in. And I know Stubbs is going to play. The sauce boss is going to play, but to what capacity? So it's just the little injuries that are making me nervous with this team that we could be special, but we're losing a lot of our people. So I I have it on pretty good authority that that the sauce boss – will not be inhibited too much. I think he might be playing with a club on his hand. He had to have a minor surgery on his hand, uh, and then I think he's going to be able to be casted up. So maybe no pick sixes, but I think he's going to be able to make those plays in the slot. So I, I, I'm confident in the softball's coming back. Uh, Low-key pretty uh, disappointed that we're not going to have TJ Smith, it sounds like, and 
doesn't sound like a matter of Bay Bay is going to be ready to go. And uh, you mentioned it tight end. And again, I, I don't want to specifically call out just one guy because everyone left plays out there, but Sammy Wheeler really struggled on a couple blocking concepts that, you know, if he seals off his man, all of a sudden a loss might go for six or seven, uh, you know, a gain of three, four could have gone a lot farther. So uh, really need Sammy Wheeler because he's going to be playing a lot more babies out uh, to really focus on sealing up those blocks. We'll go to Joel. Joel, where are you nervous? Yeah, I'm nervous about just a lack of creativity on the offensive side. As much as OU turns one-dimensional with the pass, we've turned one-dimensional three times harder with just relying on Deuce. And we saw it last week where we couldn't get Deuce going. There was no creativity. There was no splitting him out in the slot and using him as a decoy and letting Joe go. So that's what kind of scares me, Courtney Messingham. Pretty uh, vanilla guy, and uh, that's going to hurt us in the all right, we'll go to Hayes. Hayes, where are you nervous? I'm nervous in the secondary, which is weird because that was so confident a couple weeks ago. But losing TJ Smith, I mean, he's our best tackler outside of maybe Daniel Green and somebody on the D-line. Russ Yeast can't tackle anything. Our entire secondary tries to hit people with the shoulders, and it's so annoying. Um, as well as Julius Brintz, I'll give a shout-out to Parker and Stats of War is statistically one of the worst corners in the Big 12 right now. And that is just disgusting to see all the balls go his way, and he's not really a match for it. Um, obviously, Echo is showing out, but I'm really worried about this secondary tackling, and uh, they got four receivers that are all equally very good. And so it's not like you can just put anyone on Echo's island. They're going to travel, and that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, I, I I think that uh, I think that is all valid. I'll I'm not going to sit here and say that Julius Brintz has lived up to uh, expectations because he definitely hasn't. Uh, but the stats you're referencing are uh, getting targeted uh, again. I I'm not going to say oh he's been uh, great all Big Twelve all these things that we hoped for. But again, when you do have such a lockdown guy in those man to man concepts, the targets are going to have to go somewhere. Again, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to say he's been great. I'm not willing to go as far as those stats would say. I think that just says, "Hey, he's getting targeted a ton." Um, so I, maybe I'm still holding out a little bit of hope there. So I, I, I think that's probably it. But we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I guess I, I wouldn't call him one of the worst corners in the Big Twelve by any means. But um, he's getting targeted. I mean, a he's getting share. targeted, um, and they're his, they're completing them. It's not like he's not getting. Yeah, completed passes on him. He's he's given up a lot His of plays. Catch percentage. Yeah, the catch percentage is like seventy, and then I think the yards per catch is over ten. It's concerning. Yeah, it's it, it is not great. Again, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say that uh, he's been great. I, I I was just kind of putting my two cents out there that I don't know if I would go as far as saying one of the worst in the league. But again, stats are stats, and, and it's not shining pretty on uh, Julius Prince right now. We'll go to Mitch. Mitch, where are you uh, nervous for this game? Uh, being one dimensional, um, see last year we, uh, kind of torched them in the passing game. And I think the year before that we were pretty even, um, as far as running and passing. So, I mean, as long as we have Skyler back, I think we can, uh, kind of run a train on their defense. Cause I don't believe that Alex French is that good of a defensive coordinator. 
They they have improved on the defensive uh, side of the ball, but we've we've somehow had their number a few times. So hope you're right. We'll go to Jeremy. Jeremy, where are you most nervous? Nervous for the first quarter. I think we'll know a lot about how the rest of the game is going to go pretty early on. If I see Jaron Lewis in the first quarter, it's not going to be a good situation. But I think if Skyler's in, even if Will Howard's in, I think we keep it even those first couple possessions on each side of the ball. We're going to be in for a good show. And, I mean, OU hasn't taken the, you know, beaten the socks off anyone by any means. So if we can keep it close in that first quarter, we're going to be just fine. So, but I'm very nervous about that. And that's just going to be over by, by the first quarter. All right. We'll go to Chris. Chris, where are you most nervous? Yeah, I'm a little bit worried that we'll have like a offensive performance performance like we did uh, last week, um, especially if Skyler can't go and um, if Jaron Lewis has to go out there. And I don't want to bag on Jaron Lewis because I know he, he's probably doing his best and whatnot, but uh, I don't think he'll ever be the guy or the starting quarterback in a the Big 12 like this. Um, uh, I think he's he's just going to be a backup type. But anyways, um, that's what I'm worried about because it just seemed like in the second half, it just seemed like Oklahoma State was just able to pin their ears back and not even have to – on defense and not even have to worry about any long game or anything. I mean, heck, the one play that we scored a touchdown was a fluke play where Deuce literally tried – he was pass blocking. He, like, cut a dude, popped back up, and he just happened to throw a little dump pass to him, like two yards, and then he took it for a touchdown. I mean, that was the most explosive play, and it was a fluke. Um, so we're going to have to get something going on offense. Um, so, I mean, if Skyler or Will, even mainly Skyler, I think if Will plays, I think I think he's good enough to keep us close. Um, I don't know if he'll be able to pull up an upset, but – uh, I think he could keep it close, but he's got to limit the the mistakes. It seemed, and maybe Oklahoma State is just the team that gets him because he had the scoop and score for a touchdown and he fumbled one in the end zone. So maybe he just has some bad booty against Oklahoma State, but uh, we'll see. So anyways, I think I'm going too long, so I'm going <laughs> No, you're fine. I think, I think uh, Oklahoma State definitely is the bogey team for Will Howard because, again, you have that scoop and score – uh, at the end of last week, and then you have that uh, bad, you know, fumbled snap uh, in the end zone. So I, I definitely don't think Will Howard is ever going to be looking forward to playing the Cowpokes. Go to Zach. Zach, where are you most nervous? Um, play calling, specifically offensive. Um, yep, no, I, I think that's uh, being shared by quite a few folks uh, here and on Twitter and on the message board, so – don't think you're alone there. And then we'll go to Greg. Greg, where are you most nervous? Uh, I'm I'm in the boat of Coach Messingham with his play calling. Um, like you said, I would love to see just a scripted offense. Um, just he's like, this is what we're doing, and we're sticking to it. Um, I would also like to see more play action trick plays um, from him because I felt as if those. Uh, while big risk, big reward, I think they worked really well last week against Oklahoma State. The few times that, you know, they did line up and it looked like, you know, it was on the deuce, but it actually wasn't. So, um, and I'm also worried about quarterback consistency and mainly just sticking with a, sticking with a guy. I'm, I'm big on 
Um, if you're going to have a two-quarterback system, whoever you start that game is starting and playing the entire game. So, um, I mean, honestly, that makes it harder for uh, players to – like teams to scout because obviously that's how, just how it is. So I'm, those are the two things I'm most worried about, quarterback consistency and coach messing ams. Perfect. All right, now it's time to get people's key to V and pick to click. So give me the number one key to pulling off the third straight upset and then give me one player who you think is going to uh, really click. It doesn't have to be an MVP. It can be an MVP if you want it, but just a guy that when you're walking out of the stadium or turning off the TV, you're going to say, oh, wow, he had a good game. So we'll start with Aaron. Pick to click and key to V. Yeah, the key to V for me is going to be the turnover battle. So, again, Oklahoma State game, we lose that two to nothing. Uh, I think we have to win the turnover battle if we have a chance. Pick to click, Jerron McPherson. I think he's been solid this year, but I look for him to have a a big game in a a big spot, right? Senior playing at home, he's going to bring the energy along with Stubby back. But I look for Jerron McPherson to make a couple of big plays. And he's made big plays versus Oklahoma in both these upsets, so I think that's a good one. We'll go to Callie Mike. Uh, yeah, so key to V, I'm going to say, is non-offensive touchdowns. I think just given our struggles, um, you know, we're going to have to see special teams or pick six type of play uh, from our basically anyone but the offense. Um Pick to click, uh, you know, I don't know if I want to see this or not, but um, if it has to be this, then let's see uh, Max Marsh come in there and uh, surprise the hell out of Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, no. (laughs) No, Mike. Mike's saying this because he gets to live in California. Um, Oh, man, I think think if we see Max Marsh coming in, I think things are going to be going wild. Uh, Noah, here, let's, let's manifest this into the world. Max Marsh plays, but it's only because we're up 52 to 13 late in the fourth Ooh, quarter. So. I like that. There you go. There we there go. You go. Off of some, off of three non-offensive touch. Let's go with four. We'll, we'll get a uh, two pick sixes, a scoop and score, and then uh, a kick return. So, and then Max Marsh, you know, throws for like 83 yards on seven attempts in the fourth quarter. So uh, I love it. Yeah. I love see, it. You know what? Hey, I, I got your back, Mike. We'll go to the good chef. Good chef. Pick to click and the key to be. Um, my key to V, I mean, with what everybody said so far, I mean, that all comes with what I think is most important in this game is going to be momentum. Like if we can keep that momentum, say we score early or they score early, let's not let them go on runs. And if we got the momentum, let's hold on to it and try to bury them. I mean, it's going to be all dependent on quarterback to me, but if Skyler's in there, let's not let them go on runs and we we finish our drives and then um pick to click i'm gonna say jalen pickle i think this is gonna be a good game for him especially if they're gonna be passing i think he's gonna get a lot of interior pressure coming right behind timmy horn bringing that pocket to the left or right and he'll he'll get spencer in his arms a couple times yeah i want to give a shout out to jalen pickle and mama pickle i don't know if she's a bonehead listening to the show but she follows on social media, so uh, shout-out to Mama Pickle as well. Uh, we'll go now with Joel. Joel, give me a key to V. And yeah, so I think key to V is going to get Spencer Rattler uncomfortable often and early. 
Um, he's definitely prone to making some big, big mistakes. Um, and I think uh, the guy we're going to be talking about, which might su- surprise some people, um, Ross Elder, I think he's going to have a big game or he's going to need to because I think he's going to see a lot of uh, – of- Hey, I, I so Mitch put put in the chat. Mitch, you, you disappeared from the stage. I don't know if you pieced out or not. Uh, Mitch is always a great bonehead, but he had Ross Elder in there as well as his pick-to-click. We'll go with Hayes. Uh, Hayes, give me your key to V and pick-to-click. My key to V is going to be the D-line getting pressure and obviously stopping the run. Um, OU, despite what we think about them being a big passing team, has really relied on the run this year and the end of last year. Um, I don't know why Timmy Horn played as little as he did last week and why Spencer Trussell was start was in almost every play, but they've got to make an impact. Um, my one player would be – I'll go with Stubby. We've talked about the um, the scene being attacked so much. I'll put my faith back in our boundary corners, and I think they're going to try to attack the middle of the field more than anything. So I'll get them. And uh, before you let me go – I haven't been on here in a couple weeks, so I'd like my apology to Ryan Hennington and Ross Elder. They have been playing awesome since I trashed them. Yeah, I, I think Ryan Hennington's really coming to his own, and uh, Ross has kind of found his niche as well. Uh, I think, you know, the entire defense in the first quarter could have been better, but they both really, uh, you know, sh- shored up their backbone uh, in the second half. So hopefully they have a big game. And, hey, maybe they heard you and you were that you were that motivational boost. So I'm going to give you a little credit there, Hayes. Yeah, I'll take that one for sure. With with what Hayes said about Spencer Trussell playing and uh, Horn not playing as much, but did Nate – I just want to know, did Nate Matlack get hurt? Because we so, didn't get – yeah, we didn't yeah. see him at all. Yeah, so I, th- I think this came up in Coach Kleiman's uh, press conference. If not, maybe I, I read uh, some stuff. So – uh, Timmy Horn actually did end up playing, I think, uh, the third most snaps on the defensive line. Um, again, we just rotate so much. It's like, okay, why isn't he out there? Specifically with Nate Matlack, though, he only played one position. And Coach Kleiman, I believe it was either post-game or maybe it was the Tuesday press conference, he said when it came to Nate Matlack that his personnel groupings and the plays and twists and all the packages that he is part of was not uh, used versus Oklahoma State. It was just the way that they line the Oklahoma State offense lined up and just situational stuff. So um, that's what he said. I'm going to choose to believe him. I think if he was hurt, uh, some stuff would have come out uh, on the boards or Twitter. Or, you know, Hayes has a bunch of inside info. And then I think if he was in the doghouse, that would have kind of been whispered about as well. So I, I'm going to take Kleiman at his word and just say, hey, his packages just weren't called on. Well, it was just weird just because, I mean, we heard so much about Nate Matlack being basically Khalid Duke's replacement and that he could do all the stuff that Khalid could do. So was was Duke not going to be playing in Oklahoma State or what, what happened? I just don't get it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm not sure I have the answer there. I'm going to just choose to kind of take him at the word. And, and I don't think – I'm big on Nate Matlack. I think he's going to be great for us. But I, I don't think he can just step right in and do everything Khalid was doing. Uh, I, so I think Khalid probably would have played more. I think Khalid probably has more in his arsenal and he's in more of those packages than uh, Nate Matlack is. But uh, hopefully we see him play and make some big plays versus Oklahoma. 
Um, we'll go to Jeremy. Jeremy, give me your pick to click and uh, key to V. Yeah, I think the key to V has got to be playing clean football. We can't give them anything on either side of the ball, any cheap first downs, PIs or anything like that. So win the turnover battle is part of that, but I think penalties as well. Just got to play really clean football and force them to beat us. Don't beat ourselves. Then I think the pick to click, no one's taking it, but I'm just going to say the running back room. I think Deuce Vaughn and Joe Urban both could have a big game. Hoping we learned a little bit of lesson from last week and, I think Joe Irvin's probably a better straight up the middle runner than Deuce. Let's pat, let's scheme some things up for Deuce to get him out of the backfield a little bit. But I think both those guys could go off this week. Yeah, I want to see I want to see more snaps of both of them on the field. So I, I like where your head's at. We'll go with Chris, pick to click and uh, key to V. Uh, my key to V is to get ahead and get ahead early. I think that's going to be important to. Uh, keeping the momentum. I think we need to score first and, um, and we need to stay ahead. I, we cannot fall behind to this team. Even uh, 10 points is a too much. It's, like I said, especially if we're relying on our backups and Skylar's not able to go. Um, Cause um, I don't think we're capable of um, coming back um, without Skylar. So uh, if we do fall behind, it needs to be by like one score. Uh, my pick to click is going to be Deuce, my boy. Um, I think he's going to uh, do well against OU, and he's going to make OU fans upset. All right, we will go to Zach. Zach, give me your key to V and pick to click. <clears throat> um, so – Seems like just about everything's been picked over. Um, so. Yeah, so, Zach, I, that, that's my fault. I usually rotate things around. I go front to back, back to uh, front. So that's on me, Zach. So I appreciate you being a trooper, kind of being at the end of these questions. So I, I want to give you a shout out uh, for for dealing with me not reversing the order. So I'm sorry about that tonight. No, you're good. Um, so I guess I would just say, you know, you got to keep the crowd in it. Like, Going to games for four years as a student, like, they can just get dead if you don't keep them in it. Like, OU 2017, when we nearly pulled off that upset, it's just like the crowd barely even got into it, even though we were in the game, you know, because it was just such boring football. And so you got to keep them in it. And then um, I'm going to go with just, like, a wild card here. I'll go with Justin Gardner. He reminds me of like Alan Chapman and Nigel Malone, just ball hawk. So maybe he'll get like two or three picks or something. I don't know. That if that happens, then that'll be known as the Justin Gardner game. So I like where your head's at. All right, uh, and then we're just going to wrap it up. Give me your score prediction. We'll see how much zeal you guys have. Uh, obviously, I did not pick that win, but hey, for what it's worth, I did not pick the win on either of those. Uh, last two games, I, I think I had OU big in both of them. So don't take my prediction uh, as any indictment on what will actually happen. But we're going to start with Aaron. Aaron, give me your uh, score prediction. Yeah, so I'm going to get back on the train that we had one bad half on defense. We're going to get back on the dub train. 24-17, to 17, we get it done. Spencer Rattler throws two interceptions. Deuce Vaughn scores twice. 24-7. Love it. Mike. You have to follow up that prediction from last week. What do you got for us? 
Yeah, um, you know, I, I kind of look like a fool, obviously, with the way that we played in that prediction. But, um, you know, I still have faith in this team. I'm always going to have faith in uh, what we've got to put out on the field. So uh, with those non-offensive touchdowns, I think that we're going to win this game 24 to 20. I love it. I love it. Good chef. I got it. 30 to 29, uh, K-State. We're going to kick 10 field goals and win the game. Oh, could you, could you imagine? Again, man, I, I think Twitter would just – Twitter and just the entire internet would just implode on itself if, if that's how, how you win that game. That would be amazing. Uh, we'll go with Joel. Joel, give we'll me a go 28-24, cats on top. Hey, there we go. Hayes, what do you got for me? I got 26 to 21 with a safety. Cats win? Oh, yeah. Okay. See, this is this is why I love the live shows. I live for you guys. All right, we'll go with Jeremy. Jeremy, uh, what do you got for us? I think Cats 35 to 27. Hey, I love it. I love it. We'll go to Chris, who still to this day is the only bonehead who's predicted us to lose, and he didn't even do it in the right game. He had us losing to Nevada. Chris, are you going to go with head or with heart in your prediction this week? I'm I'm going with gut, Scott, um, and throw everything I said out the window before because you know why we're going to win this game, and I'm going to give a special shout-out to someone, and that's Mitch Fortner, our PA announcer, baby. He's undefeated against uh, calling OU games. I don't think he has lost a single game. He was on the call two years ago at home. When he was doing basketball, OU was a top-10 team. We beat him there. He's going to get another dub under his belt as the PA announcer. That is the reason why we are going to win this game is uh, Mitch Fortner, the PA guy. Hey, Mitch the four. I love it. Hey, hey, maybe he should have been your pick to click. I love it. I love it. And then we'll go to Zach. Zach, uh, give me your score. Um, sorry, everyone. I got a break. I got a humble a bit. Oh, Zach! I gotta humble us a bit. I'm, I'm, I'm going with OU by three. I think it's all right. That, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say that's probably fair, but go ahead. I, I analogize it to you know those type of games we would have where we think you know we definitely have a shot to beat, let's say KU basketball at home, and then they just we can't seem to get ahead, and they just pull away for a really stingy win. That's kind of what I'm expecting. You know, I, I, I don't believe in moral victories, but if we play them tight, I'm going to feel good because all of a sudden I, I, I don't like having 0-2 with seven games staring down the barrel. But Oklahoma State on the road and this OU team are definitely the two toughest games. So if you play them tough, I'm going to be able to talk myself into finishing things off seven and two, seven straight wins down the line. So uh, if, it, if it's gritty, uh, if it's gritty, I – I'm not going to say I'll take it, but, hey, I, I would prefer – if we're going to lose, let's show some grit. So um, I appreciate you, Zach, uh, holding down the fort on the caboose this week. I'll make sure to switch things up uh, next week. Uh, but Chris wanted to go on a rant. Uh, we're going to end the show with Chris. So, Chris, make it good. This is going to be the end of the show. All right, Scott. Thank you for giving me the floor. Um, I probably should have said this at the beginning of the episode because who knows who's still listening. But I, I hope all the boneheads are listening to the entire uh, entirety of the show. But here's my rant. Um, as K-State fans, we like to pride ourselves on being family and friendly. 
uh, especially to visiting fans. None of that this weekend. I want everyone to be on their worst behavior. And I know, I know, I know people have said that, and there's going to be a raucous crowd. It's, the atmosphere is going to be electric. We're going to give it to them. But no, no, no. I mean, legitimately, don't treat anyone wearing OU stuff nicely. Now, I'm not saying to do anything terrible or commit a crime or anything, but let them hear it. If we win, be the most obnoxious people to OU fans that you can be. Um, let them hear it during the game. Let the players hear it. Just everyone hear it. Everyone that is wearing OU gear is a representative of that institution that decided that they were too big for us and the Big 12. And you know what? They've kind of gotten a pass because um, Texas has caught most of the flack and OU hasn't gotten enough flack. Um, we need to be terrible to them, all right? Because they're only going to get it worse in the SEC. So if anything, we're going to be doing them a favor because we are going to be preparing, for, uh, preparing them when they go into the SEC when the fans are really, really bad. I mean, down south, they're, they're terrible. They don't even know what bad is yet. So we need to prepare them for it. We need to let them have it, be obnoxious, be annoying, yell at them, say mean things to them. Nothing too terrible. Don't, don't hit anyone. I'm not encouraging violence or anything of that nature. But be terrible to them in a family uh, way. Um, and then this is the last thing. I'm still hold a grudge. I was at the 2000 Big 12 championship game when they beat us. And some of the OU fans started throwing oranges onto the field because they were going to the Orange Bowl in the national championship. And my mom got hit in the head with an orange. So I hold on to grudges. Um, I may forgive, but I never forget. And fuck OU for that. I hope they, they can go rotten hell in the SEC. That's my rant. Now that's what we like to hear. I give Chris a standing ovation. Everyone who's still listening, uh, send him a gem, double uh, tap on his profile picture. That's what we like to hear. I think the motto should be, this is dropping on Friday, so we're going to have to do a good job circulating this on Friday and game day. Hashtag be a dick and then hashtag but no crimes. So I, I, I don't need any boneheads going to jail, but be a dick, just don't commit a crime. So I like where Chris's head's at. That's how I want to end the show. We love you guys. If Grant was here, he'd say meet me at the cat head. I'm just going to say, Hey, be a dick, but don't commit any crimes. Let's go, cats, and let's capture some of that magic again. If you go down in the woods today, you're sure of a big surprise. If you go down in the woods today, you better go in disguise. For every bear that ever there was will gather there for certain because today's the day the teddy bears have their picnic.
teddy bear who's been good is sure of a treat today. There's lots of marvelous things to eat and wonderful games to play. Beneath the trees where nobody sees, they'll hide and seek as long as they please. That's the way the teddy bears have their picnic. Picnic time for teddy bears. The little teddy bears are having a lovely time today. Watch them, catch them unawares, and see them picnic on the holiday. See them gaily get about. They love to play and shout. They never have any cares. At six o'clock, their mummies and daddies will take them home to bed. Cause they're tired little teddy bears. If you go down in the woods today, you'd better not go alone. It's lovely down in the woods today, but safer to stay at home. For every bear that ever there was, we'll gather there for certain, because today's the day the teddy bears have their picnic. Sports Social Podcast Network.